Welcome to the Get Emergent Podcast, where we discuss leadership, team, and organizational topics and best practices. We like to provide ideas, concepts, and pragmatic experiments to help you develop your potential in your work and leadership. I'm Bill Berthel. And I'm Ralph Simone. So Ralph, we've got a great, timely topic, I think, for today, the case for vacation, for taking vacation. The suitcase? Yeah, well, you need that too. <laughs> but I think we're going to make a different case. Yeah, well, I think we're recording this podcast during the summer when it's not the only time to take vacation, but many families do take time off, particularly in the part of the country that we live in, the Northeast, because it's beautiful. Beautiful. Here. Kids are off of school. If you have a teacher in the family, teachers have off too. So summertime seems to be vacation time. But to your point, there's absolutely time in other seasons to be working, to be out of the business, to take some time. It's amazing, though. I've been surprised at why this topic keeps coming up over and over again. You know, yeah. we were doing a session with team leaders in an organization just two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And one of the things the person wanted to learn is how they could take a day off, not a week off. You know, we're making the case for, you know, PTO and vacation that goes beyond one day, but just a single day off. They asked for that. That was a request to learn how to do that. Yeah. And and I said, well, first of all, you know, we're going to talk about work-life integration. We're going to talk about these three buckets that we often talk about working in the business, on the business and out of the business and how it's good for not only your peace and well-being, but productivity to take a certain amount of time outside the business. Yeah, absolutely. What an important question that person asked of you, right? There's a message behind that that suggests they're really challenged to get away. They're really challenged to make that work. I was hard pressed to hang in there to acknowledge and validate it because it's so far afield from how we approach it. Yeah. Um, You know, uh, this is our, my 32nd year in business and I have been six weeks out of the business each of those years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes that's a week of continuing education. That's not, I'm not going away all six weeks. But we operate really on a 46-week year, and we value the re-energizing and the new perspectives that come from PTO in time traveling and time spent outside. We value it a lot. Absolutely. As much as we enjoy our work, and some days to call it work is a stretch, that it's truly enjoyable, there's great value in being away from that as well. You know, mine personally didn't start there. I think, you know, the maybe the narratives around time off is interesting to look at. Very early in my career, I saw it as leaving money on the table. You know, I got so much PTO. I've always been pretty good about taking the majority of the time off that was available to me in whatever organizations I was in. But the first narrative was, why am I leaving that money on the table? Not, not a bad motive to get your butt out of the workplace and into a vacation, But I needed a different shift so it was healthier for myself. I really needed to see that I was worthy of that time off, the investment of that time for my own restoration, my own restart, refreshing, and I recommitted to the work so much better when I came back. You know, Cheryl Richardson, who was a life coach and has written a couple of books, 
talked about this concept of healthy selfishness. Yes. We often talk about leadership as an energetic activity Mm -hmm. and we need to constantly be restoring our energy in four areas in order to lead ourselves and others to levels of effectiveness. And so that means time out of the business. So it really gets at belief systems. It gets people's pervasive thinking. But I also would like to give another angle to this. When we feel we can't step away or reluctant to step away, I think we're doing a disservice to the development of our people. Because we may feel this, you know, too much responsibility, but we don't give them a chance to step up. We don't give them a chance to develop and own things in a way that they are capable of if we're not taking a break. No, I love that. And that doesn't have to be a fire drill. We can actively plan our time off and ramp some of those folks up for new responsibilities, new pieces of work that they might get to grow in, develop in, and take some new responsibility. We can ramp that up. One of the things that I think I'll come back to when we, you know, we talk about places people can start is in planning. You know, we're big proponents of weekly planning or bi-weekly planning, but really looking at blocking time out for all of your essential activities and relationships and vacation is one of them. And we sit down at our family at the beginning of the year and we, we look at, you know, we know we're going to take a couple weeks around Christmas. Right. But we're going to take maybe the week around Thanksgiving. So then mm-hmm. we say, all right, so in the summer, when will we go and will we do something in the winter? So I now just talked about five weeks. Yes. Out of my six week out of the business. And then the six week is often for me, some type of retreat or continuing education yes. because it's a way that we we sharpen our saw. And I think it's extremely important. And we know this and so we can ground this assessment. If we look at the productivity of the United States, uh-huh. tends not to take all of their vacation, tends not to utilize their PTO, compare it to some European nations, their productivity is higher than ours. Oh, absolutely. It's interesting. There's a recent HBR article, and I'm not sitting here with the statistics in front of me, but they named the two years in which we had the highest unemployment rates in the U.S., and they linked that to the idea of people don't take their time off because they have a scarcity mindset. They're afraid of being away from the work, and, well, what will happen when I'm gone? Am I no longer valued? Turns out in those years that had some of the highest unemployment rates, which you would think could mean that your job is maybe more at risk, people took the most time off. And so it's actually, it's not about scarcity. They're suggesting it's about our addiction to this productivity culture that we just love to produce and we have a hard time stepping away from work. We identify with it. And yeah, I we, think when we, when we too closely identify with it and, you know, Covey, the author of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People years ago called it this urgency addiction. We're we're so addicted to getting stuff done that we fail to take into consideration getting stuff done for ourselves. And that's in our health, our restoration. And and oftentimes we deal best with it when it becomes a crisis, because that's, again, (laughs) speaks to this getting stuff done. Prior to a crisis, we don't seem to treat it very well. Yeah, that's good. I was thinking about this and it would be a nice experiment for people to run. Take more time off this year than you've ever 
taken off before. Plan it, schedule it, prepare people for it, and then notice the impact that it has on your own productivity and the productivity of the organization. And I don't think it's that risky, but I think it's something that I would encourage people to express. So if you're used to taking two weeks off, take three weeks off. Mm. If you're used to taking one week off, take two weeks off. You know, whatever that is, it, it, it may be different for you at age and stage in your career, but experiment with that. And, uh, but also plan it, prepare for it, schedule it, and be pleasantly surprised at what happens as a result of it. Absolutely. We already discussed one potential impact by more proactively scheduling your time off as it gives you an opportunity to ramp others up for development opportunities in the organization. Research also shows that the more proactive we are with planning, scheduling our time off you know, ahead of time, it allows more full restoration. So we're not just in that, uh, well, I'll take time off and I'll just kind of flow with it. And some of that's okay, being spontaneous. That's not what I'm arguing against here. But be able to have that proactive plan so you can more fully unplug and restore in your time off. You've heard the stories. It takes people two, three days to yeah. wind down, right? On their vacation, they're still all charged up. They're into this fast, 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 get stuff done. And, and so sometimes, you know, taking two weeks instead of one week, allow yourself to kind of get into a new cadence, a new pace, right? Part of changing things up allow us to look at things from a fresh perspective. And so, you know, Da Vinci talked about if you really want to get a fresh perspective on something, create some distance. Yeah. Move away from your work long enough, which we call out of the business, so that you bring back not only more energy, but a fresh perspective to the work that you do. Ralph, I love it. Where would we ask people to start experimenting? Where can you start with this case for vacation? I think I would start by examining your belief systems around it and really get retrospective as to why you think you can't take longer. <laughs> love that. Love that. And I think the second place I would go to is if you're typically taking a week, take a little longer. Or if you take time and are feeling compelled to check in, check in less, right? Take a small baby step to experimenting with a behavior that allows you to be more where your feet are. I think one of the challenges that people uh, share with us a lot is they, you know, when they're at work, they're thinking about stuff at home. And when they're at home, they're thinking about stuff at work. There can't be anything less productive than that because you're not being present to what's in front of you. And so I think I would encourage people to take baby steps where they could be fully present to the new experiment. Thanks for listening. You can listen to a new podcast two times every month here at Get Emergent or wherever you listen to podcasts. We like to bring you contemporary leadership topics and ideas balanced with what we hope you find are better practices that you can apply to your work and leadership.